Hello and welcome to the first episode of 2024 of the By Your Side Property Podcast. My name is Michelle May and I am the principal of Michelle May Buyers Agents here in Sydney. Now, have you had a good break or are you still on your break? And is this the first property podcast you're listening to this year? Well, welcome. I am here to run you through what I think you can expect for the coming year. 2023 was certainly a tumultuous year in the property market. I think from my perspective as a buyer, agent. It was a difficult year with not a lot of stock, with subpar stock, i.e. stock that I really didn't recommend my clients bought. And therefore, the timeframes to purchase, even for us as professionals, were drawn out because we don't compromise on our values and, and quality of what we buy. So it just took a little bit longer. And I think that is set to continue for 2024. You know, it'll be a slow conversion for most people because it's important to stick to your values and and what the property needs to do for your life and your lifestyle. So as long as you're sticking with what it is that you need and want, I think you can probably expect to take you know, potentially up to a year to purchase. I think potentially also still in those areas within, you know, the metropolitan areas where there is high demand and not a lot of supply. It will just a little bit longer because you may potentially get outbid at auction uh, or someone's prepared to pay more when it comes to a sale price. So don't get disheartened. I think that is something we need to take into consideration for 2024. I think financing and loan approvals will be another area of delay as well with still stricter lending and also diminishing borrowing power for you guys. You know, your budget will probably be less than what you're hoping for because these interest rates have been really putting a firm dent into what you were able to borrow before. With these extended timeframes, let's look at what we can expect to be for sale. I think there will be more and more new apartments coming on the market, you know, and with that, if you've ever heard any of my other podcasts before, proceed with caution when it comes to new apartment. In my business, my team and I have a rule that we really don't buy anything that has less than five years strata history because we want to know the quality of what we're buying. And whilst it might for you as a buyer, particularly when you're new to this, look easier because there's more choice, it is actually, in my experience, more difficult to find a good newer apartment. So don't get blinded by the lights and the shiny finishes, you know, because you really want to make sure you're not buying a dud. Whilst it's been reported that around 39% of all residential apartment buildings, you know, constructed between 2014 and 2020 harbored serious defects in the common property, but also, you know, the lots themselves, I think actually that number is higher. Just from experience, from the things that we have been looking at, gosh, we see some major disasters because even if you just Google apartment defects, just Google it, just, you know, just fix shits and giggles you'll be dumbfounded by the number of articles and it's not just sydney it's all over new south wales it's all over australia due to you know builders cutting corners developers cutting corners private certification etc etc so if you are stuck with the new apartments also potentially because you know your budget has been cut back and you're stuck with an apartment, just please do your due diligence and and find one of my older episodes of what to look out for in strata reports. 
because it's not, you know, all that, what is it? All that glitters ain't gold. And that's certainly the fact with these new apartments. So make sure that you do your due diligence. I think with that, you know, the lack of stock uh, or the lack of, you know, variety in the stock, I think FOMO is definitely going to come back uh, rearing its ugly head. Also, potentially because you guys might be wanting to leave the rental market, you might be coming up with, you know, the end of a lease agreement and you really are stuck with a very tight time frame. And so the FOMO will be part and, you know, part and parcel of that property search. Do not let it get to you, please. Do not make a short term decision to bring you some relief that will give you a really long term headache. I always say, you know, the realization of unpacking your boxes in the wrong property is that feeling of dread. You know, your feeling of joy will turn to dread very quickly and it's a very expensive mistake to make. So don't let your emotions get the better of you. I know that, you know, there's still potential for interest rates to continue to go up. And yes, you will you know, potentially be able to borrow less if you don't buy within a specified time frame, i.e. the time that your pre-approval runs out. But now is not the time to make rash decisions. Okay, so make sure that you don't let that take over. With that, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot recently is that, you know, AI is making its mark on real estate as well. So, you know, more and more videos, you know, virtual floor plans and all this kind of stuff. Now, particularly if you are thinking about reinvesting, for example, and you're buying a property not where you are locally, AI is not a, or videos or any kind of non-personal inspections are not a replacement for you checking the property out yourself. And I even would urge you with those buyer's agents that are out there, if you're spending money on a buyer's agents that do interstate purchases, I wouldn't touch them with a barge pole because they do not know the local landscape. They do not know, you know, the, the rat runs, for example, I find that you really just need a local buyer's agent with local market knowledge and experience who has the relationship with the local agent. So, and I really think that if you're spending any kind of money whatsoever, then you should also be willing to spend the money to go and visit the property yourself. So, ever, you know, it's not a replacement for, you know, a physical inspection and not just one, two minimum, because the first time you'll have your rose-tinted glasses on, the second time those will most likely come off and you can inspect the property more critically. And just because potentially you're rent-vesting it, you know, you're renting it out to tenants, you can't have the attitude of, oh, that'll do, because tenants are looking for a home. So if it's not up to your standards because, say, it's a hot box and it doesn't have aircon, then why should it be okay for tenants to live in it, you know? So think about those things. The other thing that I can see more and more happening in 2024 is that the singles and the grey divorce buyers are on the rise. Since 2022, the single female property buyers group has been the fastest growing home buyer demographic, despite the challenges of having to do it by yourself, you know. Go girls, good for you. What I'm also seeing is that part of that single female property buyers is of a, a certain demographic that have been married well over 15, 20 years. And, you know, they are doing it for themselves as well because they're getting out of the long-term marriages. So definitely lots more single buyers out there, male, female, 
and any anyone in between and who identifies differently. So that's exciting. But also I get that it's a scary prospect to do it by yourself. So we actually have, we have seen that in my business over the years that more and more single buyers are reaching out to people like us because they want that sounding board and not necessarily want dad's opinion or, you know, the smug older sibling who bought 10 years ago, giving them uh, unwanted advice and not necessarily good advice either. So uh, I think that is is definitely continue, going to continue for the years ahead. Now, what we're also seeing is that these grey divorces are now also a growing segment keen to downsize. So what we're seeing is formal, former marital homes will be up for sale and they're looking for a lower maintenance home. So those lower maintenance homes ha- have to still be of a certain size. So those three bedroom apartments or those low maintenance townhouses, duplexes, that is where we're seeing most demand in because A, they're in short supply anyway, but more and more people are wanting them also because again of affordability young families who would naturally have regressed from a two-bedroom apartment to a two-bedroom house right from strata to torrents title they're now longer they're now stuck longer in strata they're now longer stuck in the apartment cycle because they can't the, the, the gap between houses and apartment is just getting bigger and bigger because of the lack of stock so Anyone who can land a three-bedroom apartment is doing well because you're also, again, the younger generations are competing with the older generations who are snapping them up and they have the deeper pockets because they have already offloaded their long-term home. So be aware of that, that the competition may well be coming from that older generation. Now, that older generation is also responsible for the generational inheritance. So As the boomers are reaching their golden years, many are considering early inheritance as a way to pass on, you know, their considerable resources to their children. And really, as property prices have been going up and up, this is for many ways the only way to get into the property market. So if you are a younger person who is getting either an early inheritance, a loan uh, or a gift from your parents or family members, can I give you one piece of advice? And that is to really think about this very carefully, look at all the different angles, particularly where it can possibly go wrong and have that discussion with your parentals, siblings, whatever, upfront and not when the, you know, the poop hits the fan. Because for example, let me give you an example, a couple of examples here. You get a loan from your parents to help you pay for your deposit, but interest rates have been going up steadily. Now you're struggling to pay the mortgage because the, you know the, it's much more than what you started off with, and so the parents, you know, you can't, you actually can't pay back the loan. What happens in that scenario? Because potentially your parents have borrowed money against their asset, their house, you know, against the equity in their home to give you that money. What happens then? You've got to be honest with everybody in that equation because your parents might struggle with that as well. You know, we're assuming that these baby boomers have got tons of pots of money, but of course, that's not always the case. So whilst they may want to help you, we've got to look at the downsides of this. The other things are obviously to consider is if they give you money or they lend you money, do they get a say in the property transaction? Do they get a say on where you get to live or what you buy? Will they charge you interest? How long is the term of the loan? If you and your partner split up, how does that work? 
You know, do they have to pay back something? Do you give them money? Do you have to sell the property? Do they owe your parents money? Really things to think about. So sit down, write the questions. Everybody write their own questions and then get it formalized because really that's the only way to avoid destroying potential relationships if it does go wrong. You know, you're best ahead to be ahead of the curve and hopefully it'll never happen and you pay it off or they gift it to you even better. But, you know... I just want to avoid any issues potentially for you down the track because I have actually seen it happen uh, where it goes, you know, abysmally wrong. So what I'm also thinking is going to happen, that stock is still going to stay low, particularly the aid grade property. And that, as you know, is the only type of property you should be buying the A quality, top performer of the class. Forget about the C's. Think about the B's only if you want to renovate and you are absolutely 100% sure you can add value. And when it comes to those properties for sale, I am thinking that also more potential the investors will be selling up because obviously for those investors, the interest rates have also gone up and so they may not be able to cover uh, their borrowings. Now, be careful with those investor properties. Some will have long leases still in place. There may be a reason why they're selling up because potentially they're not getting the rent they want and it might not be a good quality building. So make sure you do your due diligence with that before you commit to anything. When it comes to the interest rates, obviously we've discussed this before, they've been going up and up. The economists are now saying that, you know, potentially they'll fall at some point in 2024, depends on who you listen to, when that will be. But as we all know, economists change at you know, their predictions at the drop of a hat. So I think it would be good to make sure that you have a buffer for any potential uh, rate rises and make sure you're working with a really good broker. We know that the government is working on fixing, you know, trying to fix housing affordability and and supply, but obviously it's going to take a time uh, before they come, you know, become available. And again, questioning the the quality so make sure that you check that as much as you can so all in all i think it's going to be quite a a tough year ahead so if i were you you know keep your mind open to exploring different areas you know gentrification continues its way across sydney and the greater you know new south wales area obviously also with for example the upgrading of the rail links like the metro links and and other transport options so for example here in in sydney you know we've seen ashfield becoming a super popular suburb because you know after marrickville that's the new hotspot to be really you know prices are going up and up and ashfield all of a sudden seems to uh, provide great value for money and it's gentrified and it's changed a lot of say the last 15 years or so so think along those lines you know think along the railway links the other transport links and the the suburb that you really want to be in may potentially be out of reach for you so take the next one down the line and see whether that works for you and potentially you can reap the benefits of being part of that gentrification and regeneration you know and always think about you know, the property needs to be uh, suitable for you for at least, you know, seven to 10 years for it to make financial sense because the cost of purchasing and then the cost of selling, they're obviously very high. So any potential capital growth that you would be having during that period of time needs to be greater than those costs, of course, because you don't want to be left with a debt at the end of it. 
So check out good transport links and look at, you know, the sold section of domain in real estate to do your research to see what, you know, the prices are there for the type of property that you are looking for. So plenty, plenty of things to think about for the year ahead. I wish you all the best. Please keep listening to the episodes because I hope that and I think that you will pick up a few things that will be helpful to you. Thanks for listening for today. If you have any questions, get in touch. Hello at buyyourside.com.au. I'd love to hear your questions and until next time.